0: You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com.
1: It's
2: your old pal, Dr. Steve. I recently bought a car, and during the process, I thought to myself, there has to be a better way. What a pain. Then I heard about TrueCar.com, a new way to buy a car. At TrueCar.com, you actually see what others paid for the car you're looking for in your area. So you know when you're getting a great price. I went to TrueCar.com and found I would have saved $2,000. I recommend you do the same. At TrueCar.com, just take your savings certificate to a TrueCar certified dealer and forget about the hassle of the old way to buy a car. TrueCar users save an average of $3,000 off the sticker price. So if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. A hassle-free experience and a truecar certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. Weird medicine contains mature content may be offensive to some
3: listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've got diphtheria crushing my oesophagus
1: I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose I've got the leprosy of the heart valve, exacerbating my incredible woes I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave I want a magic pill for all my ailments the health equivalent of Citizen Kane and if I don't get it now in the tablet I think I'm doomed then I'll have to go insane I want a requiem for my disease I'm paging Doctor Steve. Doctor Steve.
2: It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, P.A. John. Hello, P.A. John.
4: Hello, Dr. Steve.
2: Also known as B.M. John, the brewmaster. Yeah, brewmaster, that's what it's doing. Also having with me in the studio, GVAC. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> I was going to say chortling, eh, I've used that yeah, one enough. Yeah. i got to come up with something else. the The cackling hyena, as he's known on the interwebs. It's a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed, you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call. 347 766 4323. That's 347 if you're listening Head. <laughs> if you're listening to us live, the number is 754 227 3647. That's 754 22 Penis. Or 754 754- oh, Bare Net. Yeah. yeah. Follow our Twitter feed at Weird Medicine. Visit our website at WeirdMedicine.com or DrSteve.com or check your stupid nuts for lumps.com. We used to have PAJohn.com, but everyone said fuck that. <laughs> for medical news and stuff you can buy or go to our new merchandise store at cafepress.comslash Weird Medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor. Nurse practitioner, physician's assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, or whatever. Okay, so this is show number 96. We're four away from big uh, 100.
5: The centennial. Ugh. <laughs> you know, whenever, I'm, I'm always relieved when P.A. John is here because I remember when I first started doing this show, yeah. and he wasn't here a few times, and I would always horribly pop my pee, saying poo head. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he always used to be like, "Oh, watch the pop!" Well, out. I
2: spent all this money on these pee filters. <laughs> I'd be pee well, filters. Oh, yeah, <laughs> filters. Oh yeah, pee filters. That's why I was thinking. Well, no, I was wrong. It was supposed to be a poo filter. No, it was a pee filter. And um, and somehow Gvac would figure out a way to defeat it. head. Yeah. Because kept... listen to the difference. This is just for a little po- podcast uh, esoterica. But if I go p- 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 yeah with the pop filter off, you can hear. But if I put the pop filter on, you can't hear it anymore. It it's definitely softens it. Yeah. It yeah. Takes those plosives. I'm always
5: extremely uh, uh, aware of it when I have to do it. When he's not here, I'm like
2: poo head. Like I try and like <laughs> breathe the word out and then suddenly Well, and if you do it kind of crossways to right. it, that Yeah, will do help it on an well. angle. Yep. So, you know there's just but uh that pop filter really should make a difference, but for GVAC, somehow he's able to barrel <laughs> through it. And still pop his peas. Pooh head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were talking at the break because we do three of these shows at once. And we're not drinking today because we started at 11 in the morning and even we are not that degenerate. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about people we would masturbate to. Right. And I was saying that um, I have a different definition of girl next door than GVAC does.
5: Yeah, apparently so.
2: Because my definition of girl next door is not someone who's really cute, but somebody that is attainable. Like, I I don't like... If if I'm looking at XNXX or X Hamster Hamster or something, I might try to find somebody who's slightly a little more homely. I can't beat off to these unattainable goddess-looking women or the porn stars and stuff uh, that have these perfect bodies. I look for a little imperfection and then focus on that as long as there's... Big meaty tits involved
5: Yeah well see the girl next door to me Is like you said the the key word you said Attainable Right. She's really cute though to me she has to be She can't be somebody who looks deformed She can't be an elephant woman And that's the girl next door (laughs) She has to have like you know she's not Hollywood starlet sex symbol gorgeous But she's cute like, to me, she's the kind of girl that has her hair back in a ponytail. You know what I mean? She's like a regular girl. Yeah. She's not all made up with lipstick and eyeliner and everything. Right. She still looks cute. Right. That right. And she's she's attainable in a way.
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I am guess my image is slightly below that in the sense that I don't even need him to be cute. I need him to not be... Heinous. <laughs> right. Not be unattractive. Right. And I've also found that I have a very specific body type. but that, And my wife's like, well, you like big tits. But, you know, I've seen giant tits on someone where their giant tits, you know, make a, a left turn like an L because they have to lay on their giant yeah. gut. And that is not attractive to me. It's no. not just the tits. And, and and to me that just gets your foot in the door too. If I don't have respect for somebody, you know, if oh, I, of course. And I know it just sounds weird, and I guess I'm old-fashioned that way. But uh, I can't get it up for somebody unless I've got some sort of I, I like them as a as a person. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotta That's like weird. them. So <laughs> it would be difficult with me with a prostitute. You know, if she was all that old fake. You know, oh yeah. baby, baby, you know that stuff. I would. I. I don't think I'd be able to do it. Whereas yeah. if I genuinely somehow liked that person, then I could probably, you know, yeah. blow a load in them. Sure. But uh, the um,
5: now when you say like, like you know, someone you're really into, or no, just like someone you kind of. Yeah, I
2: just I gotta respect them as a person, and I gotta like them. Right. Okay. And so I have these, you know, I'm flipping through the XNXX just constantly, you know, looking for just the right type. And i found that I enjoy the female shape if it fits this thing called the golden mean. Now, are you guys familiar with the golden mean? No. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a thing used in Greek architecture and in uh, art a lot, where uh, it is a ratio of 1.608 to 1, and when you... Uh, set things up that way, they will be pleasing to the eye. So, I just
4: look over at G. and we look. <laughs> no, but and the I, I have the arch,
5: like Spock eyebrow, like what
4: in the hell? <laughs> but is they didn't touch? come out with
2: the number from <laughs> by magic. What they did was they took a square and these guys worked this out thousands of years ago. They took a square and you put a compass on it, and if you have the upright uh, side of a square and you put a, the point of the compass at the bottom corner. And the, uh, the movable compass at the top corner, right? Okay. And then scribe down a circle where it meets the baseline. That is 1.608 to, uh, to the 1 of, you know, if the square is of unit 1. Okay. Okay. Length one. All right, all right. And when you, um, and there's all kinds of art where you can see this, where they'll have these beautiful rectangles, and your eye will always kind of go toward these rectangles, and they use it in architecture and in uh, lots of artwork. But the other cool thing is, you find it in nature, too. The ratio of volumes of the chambered nautilus is 1.608 to 1. Hmm. This is no accident. This is a natural shape, and somehow the way our world is constructed that this shape is useful okay and so you're
5: basically saying if a woman is like 36 22 36 yes it works for you but so does 48 32 48 yes or something exactly like right that.
2: exactly right it's that ratio of tit to waist <clears throat> okay and if we if we have someone that has a uh, okay well let's figure this out so uh, oh and I just got your message <laughs> PA Johnny texted me saying I'm here the door is locked um <laughs> So if we have someone two with hours ago. a 24-inch yeah. uh, waist times 1.608, that would be a 38-inch tit. Okay. So 38, 24, you know, 36 would be absolutely perfect for me. And I worked this out because I, I found women whose measurements I really liked, and then I did the math and found that there was a common thing, and it was the golden mean. Of really? Greek architecture,
5: yeah. See, now you said you have a specific body type, and I'm like, gee, I don't because I've had girlfriends who were tiny, little petite, tall. But I'm like, now that you're talking in that sense, I'm like, maybe I'm trying to think now, like, maybe there's something to it. Like, you know, they were all kind of hourglassy and everything yep. like that. There's a, you know? a
2: girl that I know at, um, at, well, at this place, and she is really tiny, and she may be right at the limit of being called a little person. Right, right. Um, I love little girls too, like five foot nothing. Okay, um, I got to get this. But P.A. John, will you just get it and just tell them I will call them in 35 minutes and find out if it's an emergency? If it is, we'll stop the show. Don't go into a big song and dance with well, the last time I had him do that. Yeah, yeah, he, he took this up... big long message and it was like <laughs> he was Dude, on the phone with the guy for 45 It didn't even minutes. make sense. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, uh, but this girl is very petite, which but I love. She has that golden ratio and yeah. the volume of her tits. Is smaller than a small. handful. Yes, but, but to her, but in proportion to yes. her waist and her and her hips, uh, and very attractive. Even though they're not big giant tits, so to, for someone to say to me, "Well, all you like is big giant tits," uh, that is minimizing the complexity of my actual desires. Right. This tiny girl probably has a thirty-inch chest, not a thirty-eight. But That's since right.
5: she's so tiny and she has probably an eighteen-inch waist, that right. looks gorgeous. Perfectly you know proportioned. Know what I mean,
2: yeah. So, and I, yeah, I've had little girlfriends and I've had, you know, some big Right, right. But right. even the biggins didn't have a big giant gut that their tits were, hang, right. you know, laying on. They were proportionate. They were proportionate, yeah. So there you go. That's strange. And again, that just gets your foot in the door. Right. I, I've had other girlfriends who I just, uh, you know, I loved their mind, you know, yeah. that didn't fit this. That right. I was still hot for them. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing that, you know, when men are kind of visual and you you know, that's the thing I, that I'll look at. And then most of them, you know, are not are not people I'd be interested in because <laughs> most people aren't. But, you men, know, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying anything about th- those women in general or anything. I think the funny thing that's so different about men and women, though,
5: it's like men, like you can have, you can have a woman who is a friend of yours, a close friend. She's never been anything but a friend for like yep. 12 years. And you think of her as just nothing but a friend. But if the chance ever came up to have sex with you would do it in a fucking it. heartbeat. Yes, 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 but yes, women would yes. be like, no, I think of him like a brother. You know what I mean? Right. Every guy's like, yeah, I think of her like a sister. But she's not my sister, so I'd fuck her. Right. You know I mean? We did a,
2: <laughs> a whole segment on the New York show about that. Really? You know, about can men and women be friends? Because, yeah. uh, And the statistics are that most men who are friends with women uh, look at those female friends as a possible, yeah, not probable necessarily, but a right. possible... Yep. Outlet for uh, satisfying their sexual needs, whereas the women didn't feel that way. And if you surveyed a male-female friend couple, the guy would always have an inflated idea of how attractive he was to the girl. Because she right. would she would be like, "I will never have sex with him." And the guy was like, "Yeah, you know, she any might do now. it at 60. Right. Any day now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting study. Yeah. Until the go girl back and listen to gets our show. Alcohol in her, and then. <laughs> you know you think so oh I is that what so. does it <laughs> okay if you go back and listen to our show mandy Kristen, and some dudes that was where we talked okay. about that it's, right. it uh, go to riotcast.com slash weird medicine or itunes and you can find it on there
5: it's funny man it's just so different it's just the way we think is completely different
2: yeah Yep. okay uh-oh uh line six says chris possible hurry up so he must be in a hurry it might be an emergency we better get this one area code 503 you're on weird medicine
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, good
2: man. How are you? Back off your mic just a little bit,
0: okay? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Uh, I think I've had a hernia for forever now, and nobody can seem to diagnose it.
2: Okay. Well, uh, what makes you think you have one, and what have they done to try to diagnose it? Uh,
0: they did a uh, the, the, the whole ultrasound on me a while back, but I'm kind of a chubby dude, so I don't think it kind of worked. Okay. Um. I've had this this really uncomfortable feeling in my uh, like my left flank side that goes kind of into my testicle, the left testicle, for several years now, and I think a couple of years, like a long time ago, before I had medical coverage, um, that uh, I I I did something to myself and you know stupid idiot you know stupid idiot guy thing. uh, I'll just fucking sleep it off, and uh, I, I think I've just been dealing with it ever since.
2: Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about hernias. Hernias, uh, by uh, a layman's definition, or any time something slides through something else and ends up somewhere it isn't supposed to be. Hmm. So a hiatal hernia would be where the stomach works its way up above the hiatus of the diaphragm. There's a hole in the diaphragm. It works its way up and uh, causes uh, discomfort and stuff. And so that's hiatal hernia. An inguinal hernia is when Abdominal contents work its way through one of the rings in the inguinal region or the groin. And you can have a direct hernia where it goes straight through the, the, the wall, or you can have an indirect hernia where it goes through the rings that the vas deferens uh, passes through on its way up into the body from the testicles. And uh, those people, I, I saw a guy once that had a, uh, an indirect hiatal hernia, where his, and he was so fat that his stomach was so huge that it actually herniated into his scrotum.
5: Ooh. And any
2: time he would drink uh. coffee, his testicles
5: would get warm. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, it was weird. So anyway, that was a very extreme hyenal hernia. But the way that you, or, or an inguinal hernia, the way you diagnose these usually is you stick your, you invaginate the scrotum. In other words, you take your finger and you uh, uh, invert the scrotum and you use and pass your finger up into the canal, right? Okay. And so you get the loose skin of the scrotum, push the, the nut to the side and work your way your finger on up into the canal. And uh, when you do that, you have the person f- pressed down through a thing called the valsalva maneuver or you have them cough. And that's that whole turn your head and cough thing. And you're not just cupping the testicles. You're sticking your finger up into that loop. Okay. And uh, if you feel hernia contents pushing against your finger, that diagnoses a hernia. And, uh, okay. and that's why you have the person turn your head and cough. There's nothing magical about it. You just don't want people coughing in your face when you've got your finger up their scrotum. Right? Okay. A little too personal. Yeah. I thought it
4: was so they didn't see your eyes get really big when you saw the <laughs> yeah. massive Ooh, very,
2: You have a very youthful appearance. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, so if they have done that and there's nothing there and they've done an ultrasound, then it's unlikely that you have a hernia then. And that begs the question, then what the hell is it? And uh, the most common thing that's going to cause symptoms that you're describing would be epididymitis which is actually an inflammation of the structure of the, of the testicle itself called the epididymis. And one way you could diagnose this yourself if you want to just see if I'm completely uh, uh, full of shit or not is to do a self-testicular exam but do a very specific one where you uh, make your fingers into a C-clamp and you work your fingers to the back part of the testicle, and the upper part of the testicle on the back is where the epididymis lies. And if you gently squeeze there, if that reproduces your pain, then you may have this thing called chronic epididymitis, and or chronic inflammation of the epididymis. And uh, if you do, uh, what they uh, they uh, they will tell you um, to do four things: scrotal support, which means get. Uh, the pressure off the epididymis because basically your nut is hanging by a cord which is the vas deferens which is the thing that you cut when you do a vasectomy and it's hanging by that cord attached to the epididymis and so if you have scrotal support if you support it from below then it, that pressure isn't on the epididymis anymore can you get this one too again so it's yeah. like it's That's like a one
5: when you get a bunch of Sorry. grapes, they're Just on the I'll vine, and then there's a little stem coming
2: off the vine. Yeah,
5: that's what it is. And yeah. your, your nut is like the grape.
2: Yes, exactly. All right, very good. Oh yeah, I'll use that. All right. <laughs> yeah. So the
5: epithetimus isn't the vine; it's the little stem connecting the grape to the vine. Yeah,
2: kind of. There's there. It would be as if there was a little structure between the stem and the grape that the thing was attached to. Okay. That the stem is attached to, and the nut and the grape is attached to. All right. Okay. And um, so. Uh, so if you support it from below, it takes the pressure off of it, and the inflammation can be allowed to go to heal. Uh, the other thing they'll have you do is do sitz baths, and that's where you just get in the bath as warm as you can stand it and let your nuts float free because it takes the force of gravity away from them, and it relieves some of the pain.
4: I thought it was shitting in the bathtub. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sitz bath. This is a sitz bath. Oh.
2: And so, then, the, so he's
5: got to basically not wear boxers and wear tight underpants. You're yeah, a,
2: a jockstrap. I would use a jockstrap. strap. Wow. I really would. And then the third thing are anti-inflammatory. I, I actually do,
0: yeah. the, do the boxer briefs.
2: You do okay. I don't think those are good enough. I really don't. You've got. I've worn boxer briefs and I, I feel like my nuts are still sliding down against my thigh on the right or the left. I think a jockstrap's the way to go with this. And I would tell people. Uh if they wear boxers, wear briefs. If you're wearing briefs, wear a jock strap. And I just tell everybody now, just wear a damn jock strap for a while and just see if it gets better. Uh and then anti inflammatory medication. And just remember I'm not diagnosing this, I'm just telling you if they made this diagnosis, this is what they'll tell you to do. And then the fourth thing is they would put you on antibiotics too, because sometimes this is a chronic bacterial infection. And um Okay. Because a hernia should really be pretty easily diagnosed and if they've done a b c and d and they couldn't find one then it's unlikely that's what it is. Go ahead dude. What were you going to say?
0: Oh, uh, like I said it, it just it kind of worries me because like I said it's been going on for so long. It's it's yep. just 10 years maybe. Wow. Uh, and it, it it literally goes from the left like down the left flank my abdomen and into it. Yeah. Well, and so it, there's a, I'm, I'm, worried, I'm worried about any potential health things of maybe, uh, you know, if anything can grow together and screw me up.
2: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I'd have to know more about what's going on, but that's unlikely. Uh, there's actually a nerve that goes down the side of your six-pack, if, if you had a six-pack, uh, and that can get inflamed sometimes. And every once in a while, a smart doc who has a patient that's got flank pain like that will stick – uh, a little lidocaine in that area which is a numbing medicine and if the pain completely goes away that's what that is if you email me I'll send you some information on this stuff just send me an email to weirdmedicine at riotcast.com I'll try to get you some stuff that you can print out and take to your doctor and see uh, definitely a urologist could diagnose the epididymitis and a savvy family practitioner can diagnose the rest
0: cool.
2: alright dude let us know what they find and email me ok
0: I totally will. Thank you. Appreciate okay, buddy. I'll see you.
2: Okay, I've got uh, the next one. Says, "Hey, it's Kim Lou from Indiana. Got a question, Doctor Steve, about some medicine. Is the problem again? The uh, automated call screener blows, but we'll see how close this one is. And I'm going to bet a thousand dollars. This person's name is not Kim Lou. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Five seven four. You're hey, on weird Steve. medicine. What's up? Yeah, man.
3: Steve, you hear me?
2: Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, it's Captain Lou. Captain Lou. Oh, okay, all right, Captain that was close. close yeah. you know. Anyway, Steve, hey, listen, my brother's got an Addison's, and he's he's always worried, you know, constantly that if he gets sick, he can be back in the hospital again. But lately, he's been having a hard time getting erections.
2: Okay, so he has Addison's disease. Are you he, saying he, he has saying Addison's disease? Like
3: like
2: the DHEA, yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let me just get this because you kind of crapped out a little bit. You're saying he has Addison's disease. Is that what you were saying?
3: Yeah, he has
2: Addison's disease. Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let me get everybody on the on the on the same page. Addison's disease happens when your body uh, doesn't produce enough of some certain hormones, and it's and it's your adrenal glands, and they don't produce enough cortisol, which is stress hormone. And they'll also produce two little amounts of another hormone called aldosterone as well, and it's also called adrenal insufficiency and Usually, the way that they'll treat this is with um uh by taking prednisone i had uh, let's just say I heard of a guy once that every time he would get a cold he'd end up in the hospital every time, yep. and his doctor thought he was just a big baby because every time he got a cold, he ended up in the hospital until his doctor noted that his potassium was slightly elevated. And uh, uh, let's say that doctor did a, a, a test to look for adrenal ins- insufficiency called a cortison stimulation test. turned out to be positive. And this guy had uh, Addison's disease, and put him on just a little bit of uh, steroids by mouth every day, and the guy never ended up in the hospital. Again, gained 10 pounds, looked like a new person altogether. So the treatment really makes a big difference.
5: What does adrenaline do besides the whole fight-or-flight stuff? Well, this
2: isn't adrenaline. This is cortisone. So cortisone is a steroid. It's a stress hormone. It helps. uh, It it does a lot of different things. Uh, It helps modulate inflammation. It helps to uh, get your blood sugar up when when you need it and uh and things like that. And without it, your body can't handle stress. Okay. Very efficiently. So now this guy now is uh having symptoms of what sounds like low testosterone. It's interesting that when you have one hormonal disorder, they very often will go together. Has he had his testosterone checked?
3: Um no.
2: Okay. Yeah, he needs to do that because I
0: know
2: Uh let me let me do it. Your phone is crapping out big time, but um Let me see, Addison's and hypogonadism. I know they're going to be related. Yeah, uh, and all of these hormonal disorders can sometimes breed other hormonal disorders. So if you've got diabetes, which really is a hormonal disorder when you really think about it, uh, you can have hypogonadism. And if you have Addison's disease, you can have hypogonadism. So I would just get my testosterone checked because you said he was having uh, – tell me the symptom complex that he's having again. Because my mind drifted a little Uh, bit.
3: Well, lately in the past, I would say, month, he had two, you know, Addison kind of crisis where, uh, you know, kind of woke up sweaty and disoriented and and vomiting. And, you know, as soon as you increase the medicine and give yourself a, you know, he takes a core test. So he he has a cortisone injection. He gives himself 100 milligrams and uh, feel better within a few hours. Yeah. And I don't know if he's getting older and he has kids now and the stress is, did he need to increase his medicine or.
2: Yeah, no, that's something you know, he'd have to. That's, kind of, that's something he'd have to talk to his endocrinologist about, of course. But um, you know, anyone, yeah. uh, and you said he's having trouble uh, with sexual activity as well.
3: Um, uh, not really, no. Okay. Here, that you can take DHEA, and that might increase. You know, because naturally your, your DHEA levels uh, decrease with age. But since uh, that has something to do with your adrenal, he didn't know if you should take that to kind of supplement.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. What he would naturally. Uh, you can buy DHEA over-the-counter. That's dihydroependosterone, which is a precursor to testosterone manufacture. There isn't a lot of data that says, although there is some, but not a lot of data that says if you just take a whole bunch of the precursor to testosterone that you'll actually produce more testosterone. One of the things you can produce more of is estrogen. So, you have to be careful, and since he 's already under the care of an endocrinologist, and this is an endocrine problem, I would just have him talk to them because uh, this is uh, i wouldn't i wouldn 't fuck around with it and uh, and if he and this also illustrates that people need to always tell their doctor what they 're taking, even if it 's over the counter stuff and especially when it's, quote, unquote, oh, yeah. alternative stuff, because your doctor, a lot of this stuff has real physiologic effects, and if your doctor doesn't know that you're taking certain things, they may not be able to help you as effective as effectively as they could if they had all the information. So, But, uh, yeah, he just yeah, needs to talk to his endocrinologist, curious. bro. All
3: right, well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay, you. man, well,
2: thanks for calling. Best of luck, man.
5: Yeah. All, right, luck. all right, Captain Lou. You know, I wanted to ask you something really quick. Steroids. Yep. Like guys in sports, you know, baseball, football, and all yep. this and all that. They've been using these things for like 40 years pretty much is what everyone says. Okay. And there are a bunch of them, and I even, I got caught in this, you know, you know how you get in an internet loop where you just start reading and connecting yep. and connecting. Because sure. I, I, I originally Googled, you know, how long have people been using steroids in professional sports, you right. know, and then you get onto this. And there there were a ton of guys, researchers, guys who were scientists, even some doctors who said, if they do it correctly and cycle on and off, there's no long-term damage <laughs> yeah. and this and that. Is that true, number one? And number two, if it is true, why are we so against it? Wouldn't we look at it like,
2: hey, this is great, everyone should do it? You know Well, I that's th- that's Opie's uh, argument, you know, is that just let them do it. The game is more exciting when they did it. I mean, there was but, nothing more exciting than, you know, Sammy Sosa and uh, I was... G- Maguire. Mark, yeah, I was going to say Mark Maron. <laughs> Mark <laughs> McGuire. Uh but, but I'm, not, I'm not even talking
5: athletes. I'm talking everyday people. Yeah. If this was so good for us, wouldn't we all be cycling on and off yeah. steroids and HGH and I all don't this shit.
2: You have to be careful on the internet too, because right, of it, course, you know there are doomsayers, and <laughs> certainly if you do one cycle, you probably be okay as long as you're not sharing needles, which does still happened today. It's insane. Which is crazy.
5: Dude, I know you. You're clean, you know yeah, what yeah, I yeah.
2: mean
1: and it's like <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's come ins- on. It's insane.
2: Don't share needles. Uh and uh you would probably be okay. Right. But uh there's there's so much information about the negative sides of of testosterone supplementation because they're not just supplementing; they're actually overdosing. mega bombing. Yeah. Right, right. They're overdosing and they're getting super therapeutic doses of testosterone, and uh, that can be associated with um, uh, liver cancer and droid rage and crazy testosterone-related acne and stuff like that. And there's just a lot of different things that yeah. that can um, that can happen with that obviously the more you do something the worse it is it's just like drinking or anything sure, else sure but there is some there may be some risk even with occasional use so i mean uh uh there was that basketball player a few years ago who used cocaine once and died right. so you know i can't oh. recommend it yeah you know just because of that heart blew up pretty much so there you go so i i'm uh i as a licensed physician, I can't condone the non-prescription use of these medications because they are very powerful and very strong. And, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, I'm a just-say-no guy on that. I just, I have to be. It's funny, man, because one of the things
5: that, like, I was reading article after article in the NFL players and baseball, and then I got on this thing, they showed, this one study, like, they showed like the Mr. Olympia bodybuilders from, like, the 70s when Arnold won to the guys today, and Uh the guys today, like, are ridiculous compared. Like we yeah. thought Arnold was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their arms are the size of what his oh, thighs it's were. Amazing. They're like freaks. Yeah, they really yeah, are. They don't yeah. like look symmetrical. Even they just monsters. Right. <laughs> but right, it's like right. how huge yeah, they can look you like get like if they keep the taking artists this draw shit? the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what it's they like look how like. huge are people going to get if they keep taking? <laughs> this I don't know, shit? dude. I don't know. It, it's crazy. I mean, there is
2: a limit to it because at some point, if your muscles get so big, because your bones don't grow with it. Yeah that uh your that your bones can't support them or that you can't move your joints, then you just look like a big balloon animal, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean you know, there is a, be there's an upper limit
5: to it. On tendons and ligaments being that huge. I mean I, I don't know. know how they walk around, I, I swear
2: Well they don't look like that. I mean they do pump themselves up too. They get the blood flowing and all that stuff. My understanding is that they don't look like that walking around. There's a guy at our hospital that's a you know, nationally known competitive bodybuilder and he he just looks like a really trim Big dude when he's walking around the right, hospital, right. but if you see the pictures of him, I mean, he's a monster. Yeah, so there is a, a little bit of of that going on
4: too. Just before the competition, they do some things to lose water weight oh and sure sort of sure and like, like
5: boxers and
2: wrestlers right. they have to make
5: weight and they totally dehydrate yeah, yeah all that kind of shit
2: well and the the less water in your skin the more defined your muscles will look I guess I am not an expert on that but if somebody is and wants to call in about it I'd love to talk to him
5: about it it wasn't even a definition thing I mean these guys today are just I mean I don't follow bodybuilding so I don't know their names everyone knows Arnold Schwarzenegger from the 70s but but these guys are just like, like
2: Steve said the Hulk they're just massive yeah. massive we should get that guy in and have him do it because it'd be good to get the other side of the whole steroid thing. I don't know for a fact that he uses steroids, but I, I'm pretty kind of sure <laughs> that yeah. he does. And uh, we could get him in just hear the other side of it. I love hearing both sides of these things. Is
5: it humanly possible to get as huge as those guys without doing steroids? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I could you eat a good diet and lift weights every day and be that huge? I if, don't. Know. Without, I don't. You I look don't at the guys so.
2: before steroids happen, and none of them were yes. like
5: that. So I don't think it's possible to get yeah. that huge.
2: Anyway, and I'm on testosterone, and I don't look like that, but I'm (laughs) taking therapeutic doses of it. Right. You're not bombarding with it and and lifting weights 24 hours a day. That's true. I probably should, though. I wonder if it would help. I can't
5: wait to see Steve all massive and ripped.
2: Hey, a couple of things that we forgot to do. Number one... Don't forget Amazon.com. Uh, if you're going to buy something from Amazon, go to Riotcast.com slash Weird Click on the little bronze Amazon link and then bookmark that link. And every time you use Amazon, use that bookmark link and it will help keep Riotcast and Weird Medicine on the air. In addition, uh, don't forget Gamefly.com slash Fluid if you have a video game of any kind. You will save tons of money by using Gamefly because if you buy one crappy game that you don't like, you're out 60 bucks, And if you had Gamefly, you just put the damn thing back in the envelope, send it back, and get the next thing on your list. If you like the game, a lot of them will allow you to keep them by paying a little extra fee at a deep discount. And they'll send you the box and the manual. So Gamefly.com slash fluid. Gamefly.com slash fluid. And the third thing is tweakedaudio.com, T-W-E-A-K-E-D, audio.com, and use offer code FLUID to get 33% off of the greatest earbuds on the market for the price. Uh, they can't be beat. I use mine every day. My kids use theirs every day. GVAC's used his. Yep. PA, John. I mean, they're awesome. Love I wish them. they would come out with some cans. Yeah. You know, some headphones. Yeah, that would and be And we would awesome. totally buy those and promote them on the show. Sure. Uh And uh, I bet you they would beat the hell out of uh, some of those other ones that are on the market as well. Yeah. Without naming any of Of them. Of course. Because I knew you were getting ready to. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. (laughs)
5: Hey, did we play our new song?
2: Tweaked. Yeah. Uh No. I played it at the beginning. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Absolutely. Yeah. I know I did. All right. You're just not, but you were bullshitting. All right. Okay. He's asking if I played the true car uh, thing, and yes, I did. All right. Okay. Um, So tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID. Now, we talked a couple of times back about the return of Big Joe, and uh, GVAC was supposed to remind me. And, oh, shit, I just brought up the wrong thing. I don't want the App Store. Uh, So uh, Big Joe was on our show recently on the SiriusXM show. The crazy thing was we were up here recording, and she just walks into the studio and hands GVAC a bottle of salsa because she couldn't open it.
5: It was hysterical. We were like in the it middle was of circle. So she's
2: like, Can you open this for me? And I'm like, uh okay. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I'm glad she feels comfortable. So we asked her to sit down. Come on in. Hang on, everybody. It is uh Big Joe. Let me get you your uh theme theme music going here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Howdy Joe. Hi. Where in the shit is her theme music? I want to have to ready. hang on. I
5: have to open up a jar of salsa you queso talk, you talk. right now for for Joe. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. You're oh welcome. God. How have you been? Damn Pretty good. Pretty good.
4: I like think I passed the kidney stone this morning. Pass
2: it. Oh, you sit p- here talking to the Oh, mic. man, you got to
5: sit down and tell us about passing a kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a medical show. This is perfect. Oh, well, Keep hard. talking,
2: Chivac. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Pull up the mic. Go ahead. Get right up to it.
4: I don't like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
5: Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody else does, though. <laughs> okay. Here we go. They here love go. hearing you.
4: I'm gonna get up here one day and tell him about killing hot About uh, What? Killing
2: something? What? Come on in and set a spell. It's time for Big Joe's monthly visit. I know that guy. He's a corridor. <laughs> All right, we have in the studio a surprise visitor. <laughs> and we were just talking about a rural prostitute. And it oh, was not Big Joe.
4: It's definitely not me. <laughs>
2: Oh man, oh man. I don't know how much you could get anymore with, now that you had your big giant boobs cut off. You're incredible talking about well, like
4: that. They were hard to carry around. <laughs> but I had a baby this morning.
2: You you did. I didn't know you were pregnant.
4: <laughs> I didn't either, but I had a big kidney stone. Oh you did? Yes, and it hurt.
2: No kidding. I wow. mean I
4: have RA and, and this hurt.
2: Really, really. Ouch! I have heard that kidney stones. Now, I've never had a baby, but you have, and you had one before the age of, of uh, epidurals and stuff. As a matter of fact, you had uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin, and Tacey, and Craig in the uh, in the middle of a cabin out in the woods from on a dirt floor. Is that right?
4: <laughs> no, he's cool. on the prairie. But I did have Kevin at the uh, university. He opened it. Oh. At the University of Tennessee, and yep. the med school class, one never saw a breach, and I had to have him natural in front of the whole class.
2: So they call it a breach. Yeah, he was what they were looking at. He's born tail look at that into the breach, fellers. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it, you just came up to have us open a bottle of salsa for yeah, you. Yeah,
4: well, I tried. I even took knife to it and couldn't get it open.
2: And the, and the on the air <laughs> sign didn't affect you one bit, right?
4: <laughs>
2: no You should have seen what Big Joe did to my car the other day Oh N- Not the new car I Yeah, the fi- new car I fixed no.
4: it No
2: So I'm pulling out and all of a sudden <laughs> I, I, You know, I had opened up the garage door It's right. got a, you know, an automatic garage thing And I'm pulling out and all of a sudden the damn garage door is going down And I'm like, what the hell did I oh, do? Oh, no And if I I hadn't really been looking, I would have plowed right through that garage door and taken it with me. And what was going on was... He
4: usually does, too, because he don't (laughs) look when he
2: drives. That's true. (laughs)
4: Especially backing up. (laughs) And uh,
2: Joanne was just driving up our driveway and not looking and just... Pushed the button like she always does, <laughs> but this time she was closing it on my car. Oh, that's fantastic!
4: But well, so, I, I got it fixed.
2: And so I hear the spring, 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 and, <laughs> and, oh, and all the stuff, no. and there's just parts going everywhere, falling all over my car. Oh, from the uh, garage door opener
4: and the oh. chain land on top of gra- it.
2: Oh no! That yeah, was bad, but it was okay. It didn't seem to affect anything. So, wow, <laughs> it was
4: expensive, but it wasn't as bad as the car. If, if he <laughs> <laughs> does something to the car. <laughs> I'd have him claim that on his insurance. Well, yeah, sure.
2: I wonder, you know, maybe I should claim that. What? That I could get you some of your money back because I made her pay for it. <laughs>
4: That's a good son in law, isn't it? Well, (laughs) I I was the one who did it. But he helped push too. He was pushing when I was pushing.
2: Oh, this is fantastic. Well, I was trying to (laughs) get the damn thing to go back up because I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I pushed the button and it'd start to go back up and she was pushing it and come right back down again. So
4: I hit my son plus Steve. (gasps) It was like And I thought, Oh, I could have melted through that. Concrete.
2: It was like the two stooges.
5: <laughs> <laughs> man, I tell you, you and Cars have no luck. No, I know. It's, it's well, incredible. Well, this is something different. Now, have you
2: still. seen any good movies lately, Big Joe?
4: No, I haven't been to the movie what theater. What
2: TV shows are you watching these days?
4: My favorite's NCIS.
2: NCIS, okay. Well, and I like that one, Shields. Well, right? yeah, Shields, yeah.
4: I like it. Shields. Right. And I like Supernatural.
2: Oh, okay. I like Weird. all right. All right. And what and if and someone wanted to send you a bottle of wine? What would they send you?
4: Beringer. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I've got good taste. Only, only the
2: way. only the best for Big Joe. <laughs>
4: some on. corn
2: squeezins and some Beringer.
4: <laughs> well, it's made out of fruit.
2: Oh, 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 is that is that how they make wine? Well, Watermelon. <laughs> <off now>. watermelon.
4: <laughs> it's made out of watermelon. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Burns mate if I'm not mistaken, it's made out of watermelon. I'm pretty sure it is. I got to get downstairs and feed these kids, though. <laughs> Watch me be wrong.
3: Oh well. All right, honey.
4: I didn't want I need to come out, though. You getting and do me the to sound feed? like a hillbilly? Hell with you. Come on you. in and set a
2: spell. It's time for Big Joe's monthly visit. Oh Good to see you God. again,
4: Joe.
2: <laughs> All right, that was how big joke. classic is that woman? Seriously, <laughs> she's the greatest.
5: You couldn't create a character like that. No, I, I mean it's it's reality. That's what makes it so. We amazing. have
2: to figure out something to do with her if we ever do get a TV, a reality TV show where we do a medical MythBusters. She's got to be a huge part of that. Yeah, show. and we got to make her do stuff and all kinds of things. I'm, oh, I'm getting some ideas. She's incredible, man. She you, is a nut. You couldn't you couldn't ask for a better character. And it's well, Barringer's made out of watermelon. <laughs> the, the things that come out are just
4: outstanding. <laughs> Ain't it made out of fruit?
2: <laughs> is that how you make wine? Yeah, that's great. Like,
4: is that how you make wine?
2: <laughs> oh God, that's funny. We uh we had a uh, a guy that ran a fruit stand around here, and he would spill he would sell watermelons, and he would se- have a sign out, and it was hand painted. And it would say Watermelons. W A R T E R M I L L O N S. Watermelons. Watermelons. And I'm sure he asked his wife, Well, honey, how do you spell Watermelon? And he's like, Well, just, just like it sounds. Found it out. <laughs> <laughs> <It just sounded laughs> out. Watermelon. All right. Well, let's see.
0: Um... Steve, uh, it's Gary from Buffalo. Just wanted to call and say I love the show. And. I made the, uh, I left my radio Howard 101 uh, just because I got sick of uh, opening Anthony for the fifth time today, oh. and Dr. Harry Fish is on. OMG, you got nothing to worry about, man. Your job's safe. <laughs> I just wanted to call and say hey, and appreciate the show, love that it's still on, and I'm still listening, and I like when you tweet out the, uh, the stuff for the podcast, because I listened to the uh, thing today. Um, uh, and the Twitter thing. So that's, okay. that's cool too. So, all right, keep up the good work. Back to Steve.
2: Thanks, man. little feedback there. And uh, Harry Fish is a nice guy, but he's a urologist, and he it's really he is a real specialist. Yeah. And he knows a shitload about urology, but he doesn't have a lot to say about anything else. Yeah. In, in my experience, I'm not going to bash the guy. Fuck, you know, good for him. I'm in favor of anybody getting medical information out there. And his medical information is good. Now, his advice, they do advice, too, like relationship advice. Oh, all right. It's horrendous. Yeah. Uh, I'll bash him on that, but not on his medical advice. So, you know, what the hell? Go listen. To it. Just don't listen to that doctor radio. Yeah. There is nothing interesting about, about that at all. They are so worried... About being uh, viewed as being uh, biased by the drug companies, or being biased in one way or another. I mean, if we're biased, we'll just say it. But uh, they just take the life out of everything over there, in my opinion. So anyway, all right. If there was someone that had like, go ahead. If there was
5: someone that had like a psychiatry show.
2: That would be interesting and have like psychotic people call in and yeah. stuff. Yes,
5: oh, that would be great. But like, how much would they have to worry about like what they said?
2: You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Couldn't you send somebody off the edge? would and... part of that sure. just weird medicine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's why we have the disclaimers at the beginning. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to. But they
5: must be like terrified, like, uh oh, you know. And we're I'll always say...
2: careful about saying check with your regular of doctor, course. too, because of course. We, you don't know if we, if PA John and I have a medical degree, how would you know? You don't know. We could just be two assholes who say that we do, and we're on the Internet, and we have a microphone. Yep. Well, you are two assholes. So don't – like How you pulled the trucking James on us. All right.
1: Hey, Dr. Steve. I'm calling because I have a lot of sex with my nice. boyfriend. Oh. And the first time I had a marina inserted because, yay, no babies – um, it spontaneously popped itself. Okay,
2: she's talking about a Mirena, which is an, uh, a little plastic IUD. Okay, I thought that it, was part of a song. It's a Ooh, <laughs> the macro- yeah. the, uh, It's a little plastic uh, T-shaped thing that you shove up into your uh, uterus, and it, it keeps the um, uh, uh, f- egg from implanting into the side of the uterus. So anyway. Wow.
1: And then I got a second one about a year later. Let me run her back. Let me run her back. Marina inserted because, yay, no babies. Um, It spontaneously popped itself out. And then I got a second one about a year later. And now that we have a lot of sex, I get really terrible cramps the day after. No bleeding, um, nothing but regular cramps. So while I enjoy having a lot of sex and then, well, having a lot of bourbon. I wonder if it's the Mirena or am I jostling it around? Do you have any ideas? You can give me a
2: call back at 9. Well, uh, she's the greatest girlfriend in the world. Of yeah. like to get loaded and have a son of so, so We, we want to help her as much as we can. Now, this Mirena thing is uh, a little plastic T-shaped thing, and you put it in an applicator, and you get the woman in this what we call dorsal lithotomy position, which is butt down, knees up, and spread to the side. And oh, uh, I like my hoe. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumbass. What an asshole. So, and then you put a speculum in and you visualize the cervix, and then you shove this applicator all the way up, all the way to the back wow. of the uterus, and then let it go. And then with you, your penis. No, <laughs> shut up. And then you pull out the applicator, and it leaves a string behind that you then clip off, and you can always pull it back out with that string. She said the first time she had it, the thing jostled loose. Go go to mirena i m i r e n a dot com and look at the um, uh, application instructions under for healthcare professionals only. There is no way that one of these things in, pos, inserted properly just jostled loose because it's all the way up into the the um, cervix. The, no, into the uterus itself. Oh, all, and you push the thing until you can't push it anymore, so it's all the way at the what we call the fundus of the uterus. And then that's when you let it go, so it's way, way up there. All the way up in there. So properly um, placed, it is. Well, I say no way. It is very unlikely that thing is going to become uh, jostled loose. So
5: that's all this thing is—is is a little plastic thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, Look at it and see, and then go to the uh, the application instructions for healthcare professionals only. And uh, I recommend everybody do it because it's interesting. But um, and that thing will prevent you from getting pregnant. A lot of times in the old days they wouldn't use IUDs in women that might want to get pregnant later because there's a small possibility it could induce permanent infertility. But uh, I think these Mirena's are a little bit less um, uh, powerful in that regard. But I, it's still an IUD. Uh, I, I haven't inserted or done birth control in a few years, so I, I'd be interested in talking to an OBGYN gyn and see if these things are on the increase. The nice thing about it is, uh, you don't have to worry about it. It's just there, and uh, uh, the string is there if it ever needs to be removed. If you want to have kids later, they can uh, they can remove it very easily. Hmm. And but it doesn't protect you from diseases, of course. Sure, sure. Unlike a condom or a female condom, um, but uh, it does prevent pregnancy. Well, anyway, uh, then she's now she's having cramping after sex, so. Uh, that she needs to talk to her OBGYN. The, the, you can have some cramping with the, with the IUD and with the Mirena, whether it's related to this. The only way to find out really is to remove it and see if it goes away and use a different birth control technique for a while. Uh, if it doesn't go away, then that wasn't it, and then they need to look into why this is happening. So, All right, questions, comments?
5: Hmm. The only thing I found on their site is it says, it can attach or go through the wall of the uterus. Oh those yeah. Problems. Well, yeah. Anytime we have to put every kind of disclaimer right. up, I mean,
2: that's so unbelievably rare. I'd be interested to know what the incidence of that is, because I'll bet you it's one in a million or something. Right. Right. You know? So anyway,
3: all right. Hey, Doctor Steve, this is Blake from Indiana. I got a question about um, herpes. Oh, I learned kind of some about it in uh, in my first year of med school. Oh. But I'm um, more kind of curious about the social aspect of things, you know, as far as what's oral herpes, uh, what's general herpes. Can you, can you mix the two? Can you get one from the other? Um, I once saw one of my friend's girlfriends had a pill bottle that said tracks on it, and uh, I was kind of worried for him. So I'm curious if maybe she just – and he told me that she just has the oral type, so he's safe. I'm curious to see what you have to say about that. Thanks a lot.
2: Depends on your definition of safe. You know, here's the thing. The herpes virus exhibits a thing called tropism, which means that it likes to live in certain parts of the body. What the difference is, I don't know, but herpes simplex type 1 really likes to live in the mouth, and herpes simplex type 2 likes to live in the genitals. Now, if you have oral sex by someone who has herpes simplex 1 in their mouth, they can give you herpes of your genitals, but it'll be herpes simplex type 1. It doesn't like to live there, so it will come out much less frequently. And uh, th- those tend to be a milder cases of herpes. And if someone has Valtrex in their, uh, uh, in their medicine cabinet, it means they have herpes enough that they need to take something for it. They feel the need to take something for it. And you can shed virus even when you're not having outbreaks. So some people will take a suppressive dose of Valtrex, which means they take a little bit every day uh, to keep the uh, bad virus away. And that does help decrease transmission from one person to the other. But um, you can get type 1 on your dick, and you can get type 2 on your mouth. And uh, the thing is that people will think of type 1 as being the good one, because all it does is quote-unquote cause cold sores. Uh, And type 2 is the bad one because it causes, it fucks up your sex life for a while, even though uh, so many people, you know, at least 20%, 16 to 20% of people have herpes already. Um, but type 1 is the one that causes herpes encephalitis. You know, when herpes gets into the brain and causes a really bad disease, or it can get into the eye and cause herpes keratitis. So it isn't the friendly herpes that you think it is. People just say that because when you get it on your dick, it's not as bad as herpes simplex, too.
5: <laughs> so... Destroy my head, but leave my dick alone. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so anyway, well, that's it. Uh, that was, uh, what show did we say this was? Number 96. We're four away from number 100, and Ooh. I'm uh, building you up for a big letdown because we're not going to do anything for our 100s, but we're going to have a few extra people here, including Big Joe, Magic Mike. Uh, we're going to try to get the guy that Magic Mike's uh, shit all over his house by oh, accident. Yeah. He's going to be here. And... Uh, we're hoping to have a few of our big-titted listeners come, to, and uh, the lawyer bitch and the chef will be here, too. So it'll be fun. It'll be a fun thing. And then we'll have a party afterward to which the rest of you are not invited. So anyway, until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.
3: Comfortably